Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. Father Paul, how's it going? It's good, man. How you doing? Sorry, long pause there. Long pause. Long pause, stock answer. I'm doing great. Doing great. Awesome. How you doing? What'd you do on your day off? Played 36 holes of golf. (laughs) Always. In a billion percent humidity. Nice. It was amazing. Uh, Reminded you a little bit of Bermuda? A lot of Bermuda. Yeah. We're 2 billion percent humidity. so Just like all year? Yeah. I mean, it's a 20 square mile island, two miles wide. You've been there, you know, surrounded by ocean. I mean, it's like a a home away from home. (laughs) That's right. Yes, obviously. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. The pink sand that I brought home that's on my shelf. Yeah, illegal. <laughs> and illegally. now we've got your confession <laughs> uh, recorded on this podcast that's in right. two different places. That's right. Um, also, no statute of limitations. <laughs> uh, you keep on referencing that, but I'm going to... Extradition. Yeah. Uh, there is an extradition treaty with the United States, so they can they can bring you back. Yeah. No one's going to do that during to the COVID. full extent of the law. So, <laughs> I'll just tell them I'm from Texas. There's an outbreak. They won't. They won't want to bring me back or anything like that. So some people, you know, commented. They're like, "Hey, what's that gold thing on your table?" They were watching our Ooh. YouTube. So reminder, we're on YouTube. And if you're like, "What's the gold thing?" I mean, I don't even actually know the technical term of the thing that holds this. But inside of this, it's like a mini monstrance. <laughs> yeah, it's called a reliquary. A reliquary. Um, because it holds a... If we had... Mul- a, a relic. A relic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very there good. You go. Very good. Uh, it holds a relic, and we have a relic here of uh, St. John Bosco, mm-hmm. patron saint of youth, and so in the youth ministry office, and so... I didn't check. First class or third class? No, it's a first class. I think it's a piece first of his class? bone. Dang. It's a big deal, y'all. Big deal. We got piece of St. John yeah, Bosco I got, here. I got it in Bermuda, and I brought it back. Yeah, it's... You know, illegally as as one does <laughs> so it's but old hat for you at this point it was actually i mean i don't know if kurt uh, my the boss who hired me is listens to this but it was like part of the youth ministry office and so then i kind of just like adopted it into my office after he left yeah. and stuff and so it's part of the youth mi- so when i come mm. and go from this position whoever this will always stay as like patron saint of yeah and saint john bosco is patron saint of youth he's awesome or youth ministers or i don't know both i actually prefer the term youth mini stars instead of youth ministers so agree to disagree (laughs) agree to (laughs) (laughs) so i got an interesting topic for you today you ready let's do it all right social media and the church all right and Mm. i want to bring this up based on a few things um I am very active on the Twitter sphere. That's Twitter. Um, Instagram, aka the Gram, um, mm-hmm. FB, Facebook. I, I mean, I'm active in all those things. I've checked out, you know, TikTok, Snapchat, all of it. Okay. Not very active in those things. Okay. Um, because I'm not young and hip and cool enough. But in the other realms, very active. MySpace. <laughs> Back in the day, I did have a... <laughs> did you have a MySpace? I did, actually. Um, I never did anything with it, which is sort of true to form for my nice. my entire social media. Very limited social media existence. 
I think I had a picture now that I'm like reminiscing. I had this picture of me in like this dark hoodie with like the, the hood on, like with a yeah. guitar, like a black guitar. I didn't even own a black guitar. I just like had my friend like, hey, give me your guitar and like all, you know, emo. It's pretty so, cool. Yeah. So I want to talk though about social media because I feel like right now we are at a boiling point. <laughs> on social media i mean i love being connected because of sports because of religion because of politics all those things but i mean it is so toxic right now mm-hmm. that people aren't just able even to share opinions or thoughts it is just it is arguments it is um i mean definitely sinful like it is like slander against people if you don't agree with their position or their mm. stance or mm-hmm. their thought. I don't care what it is. We're talking like big topic to little topic. It is just I can attack any and everything from you, your family, your children, whatever. And it's like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> like, and especially for someone like me who lives on, you know, social media through youth ministry over the years, things like that, it feels like I'm pretty connected. I mean, it is just kind of disgusting. Like it is depressing. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. So that's today's episode. We're just going to talk about how <laughs> depressing social media is. And, no. I, and I'll be like, mm, yeah, I, that that's what I hear. Right. <laughs> Which I know. Which is part of what I want to talk about is like also our thoughts on it because I am somebody who has always been on it, will continue to be on it, but also um, you are not. And Mm -hmm. But I want to know because people love tossing out different thoughts and I'm sure we have plenty of thoughts because we're long-winded. What is the role of the church with it? You know, and I'm not talking about governing like people's tweets and and posts and you know things like that. Oh, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not talking about um like looking over and like policing it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm talking about is the aspect of like how should we be using it as a church? Because I feel like everything that's being posted is so controversial. Like, can we do that properly? And then also. If I might get into it a little bit, you know, there's a lot of people in the Catholic Church who are like, well, I think we need to get rid of those live streams, get rid of that social media stuff because people aren't coming back to church because they got that crap in their house, you know? Mm -hmm. Excuse me if any small children's ears are listening. I apologize for saying that. So, but I'm passionate about this topic. (laughs) So, but, um, So I want to start there and just say, so what's your personal, like, they obviously heard my personal background on social media. Mm -hmm. I'm on it. I use it. Part of my job and part of just, like, life, you know. What about you? Yeah. Uh, So right now I have no social media. Um, I do have, like, some some social media. (laughs) If wait didn't you just say i have no sorry. social media wait sorry. i have no private social media of my own uh i do have a facebook page and i have accepted none of the friend requests on it i, I need that so. facebook page to access the saint anne one so i use so if you're trying to friend request them it's not personal it's just 
He doesn't oh, like anyone. There's <laughs> thousands. There's myriads of friend thousands. requests. Thousands. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Myriad, by the way, is the Greek word for 10,000. It's important in the gospel coming up in uh, two weeks. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Spoiler. everybody. In case you were um, wondering. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I did have Facebook when I was in college. Uh, and maybe... Like, like I, pre-seminary? Yeah, seminary. Pre, pre-seminary. Because okay. I was in college for three years before seminary. And I deleted it, I don't know, after the first year or something like that. I think I had it in high school. That was back when you could have it in high school. Yeah, Wait, everybody so. can now. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I there was there was like a time when it was older. when it yeah, but there was a time when it was like you needed a university email. Yes, and that's when first I guess I got in right after that. Okay. So I had it in in high school, and I'd like post pictures from the beach and from the golf course and stuff like my my high school, you know, <laughs> Bermuda life. You sound so hippie right uh, there. It's like nothing probably. Sandals. Yeah, like beach bum. No, I can never picture that of you. Like being like. <laughs> Yeah, just this cool picture of the beef, the beach, and uh, <laughs> I. I used to be a lot more tan. Um, anyway, that's besides the point. I go. had it. Um, I didn't ever really get deep into it. Like I would, I would use it to communicate with people and to to follow people and post pictures. But I never developed the page or mm-hmm. anything, or, or really like lived through that in any way. And right. then I, I had a. You know, a big conversion back to the faith when I was in college. I've talked about that before. I'm sure I'll talk about it again. And pretty quickly into that, I realized, you know, I just, this isn't helpful for me. Yes, it is my only means of communication with some people. Uh, No, I don't think it's worth it to keep it even given that. And so deactivated it, didn't have it all throughout seminary. Yeah, I was going to say, especially being like so far away. Yeah. In Rome. Yeah. Like, I didn't have a cell phone for a long time in Rome. Um, and so you just email people. And I, w- I was a heavy Skype user. I would Skype my family once a week and send um, pigeons. Like, wh- what would you do? Like, with like, little scrolls and stuff. Like, yeah. like, write this like beautiful letter on parchment and seal it with wax and stuff. Um, only for it to get lost in the Roman post mm-hmm. system. I do kind of miss that, like, every time I see a movie about the, like, time of the Revolutionary War and things like that, and they, like, drip the wax and seal it, I'm like... Oh, it's sweet. I've done it before. Like, Dom's learning or has to do a book report or just a report on Paul Revere, and I'm, like, so pumped about it because, like, I love that time period. Yeah. That's American history, right? Yes. I'm kidding. (laughs) The Midnight Ride of Paul the Revere. British are coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Not to rub it into your face, Bermuda here, but, you know. So, okay. So so let me get into to some of my thoughts yeah. on social media. And this is where I wish I wore glasses so I could go like like push the glasses up and mm. look like I was going to make a big point. Yeah. And then refer back to like church documents and stuff. There are some actually, but I'm not going to talk about them right now. Right. The basic approach of the church uh, regarding any <laughs> anything uh, in this this realm, but specifically social media, is look, it's neutral of itself. Uh, it has a certain tendency in the way it's built uh, to bring out the worst in us. 
But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't use it. It just means that we have to know ourselves, know when it becomes a near occasion of sin for us, and so we should get off it, but also be really intentional about using it to spread the gospel and to to build up and to speak of the things of God and yeah. and all that. There's um there's a common patristic trope, like a a theme that you find in, in guys like St. Augustine, for instance. And he refers back to Exodus, and there's this story in the book of Exodus right before the Israelites, or the Hebrews, um, are set free by Pharaoh, and that's also right before he changes his mind and chases them to the Red Sea and the whole mm. the whole thing, um, where the people in Egypt, like the Hebrews go around like asking, like, hey, we're leaving, see ya, and... Uh, a lot of people give them stuff, um, like gold and things, for the journey. Right. And honestly, I don't exactly remember why. But Augustine saw a really powerful image in that, like taking Egypt, right, as this like symbol of, uh, I guess, the kingdom of man. Right. And the Hebrews heading off as a symbol of the kingdom of God, and or of the church, and of saying like. The church, and it's it's symbolized in this exchange, um, should take like the spoils of the Egyptians and adapt them to the purpose of God. Uh, and so that's the phrase. Uh, there's a lot more I could go into on that. It's actually really beautiful when you get into it, but just that's the basic idea is like, okay, we live in the world, but we're not of it. Uh, that doesn't mean retreat from the world or retreat from these, these potential... Um, really powerful instruments right. of spreading the gospel, but it does mean that we need to take them and like baptize them, basically. And now there's, I'm kind of pessimistic by nature, um, and so as pessimistic as me. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, maybe, but I hide it better at least. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, You're not from Jersey. Yeah. So the pessim. The pessimism in me, and I think it's also a realism, um, says... Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rationalizing our pessimism. Um, but I think in this case, it really, it, it is just being real. Um, social media does bring out the worst in us. So do like comment boxes on internet blogs and things. Like something about the anonymity and the instantaneous ability to respond mm-hmm. um, without having all the facts or whatever, or having a chance yeah. to to you know think about what I'm going to say, like it's different than actually putting pen to paper, right? Like you think about it more when you do that, and it's so easy to fire off a quick response and then have somebody else, and it just escalates so quickly and creates this kind of toxicity. Yeah. Um, I, the ideal is for the church to make use of these instruments of communication, which are more powerful than ever, to bring the gospel in more powerful ways than ever. Yeah. I see that as a worthy ideal, but I think the reality of the situation is for many, many people, it's better not to be involved in it at all. Because I think for many, many people, it becomes an occasion of sin, and it just and they don't stokes know the, the fires yeah. of uh, sort of 
<laughs> of like an anger and a frustration and even an anxiety about like we've talked about, you know, when you have your, your sphere of influence, but your sphere of concern, right? Like with these things, we see all the problems come in and we can only control just a little bit. And so that, that distance between seeing all the problems and only having control right. over a little bit, that that creates this, uh, or it doesn't create the anxiety, but it makes it a lot worse. Yeah. So my, my pessimism says, nice ideal, but you really gotta gotta know yourself right. before going into this. I know you probably think I'm joking with this question, but I mean it in all seriousness. Um, Jesus was born nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think of, from the reflections you've read, the history you have in everything you've studied in the Bible, I feel like he he went into controversial things. For sure. I feel like he would be on social media right now. What is your thought on that? Like, I, I just don't see how he could not be nowadays. I think I think you raise a, a nice little thought experiment. Right. But I would also say that, like, they had the ability to write letters. St. Paul was writing letters in service of the gospel, but right. we don't have anything written from Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and so... He didn't use that form of mass communication, which I think is interesting. Right. I'm not saying that it's but it's he a also knew parallel. people were writing down everything for him, right? Well, maybe he would have I don't you know, know. A, like a social media staff, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the apo- apostolic delegate, like uh, I picture right to, now, he would literally Twitter. be saying to people, "Is like finding me is like instead of the pearl of great price, it would like." the equivalent nowadays would be like like a viral tweet when you've done that you've gained the kingdom of heaven or something like that you know like a nowadays parable of <laughs> like <laughs> i know that just like cringed your whole entire biblical body but yeah, it does like, a little bit it does a little no, bit no it's but. it's helpful to try and translate it into into you know analogies that that are real today right. um and I do think it's a good question. There's, okay, so here gets it, it kind of the crux of the matter a little bit. Right. There's such a good in being able to communicate in this way. There's also something dehumanizing a little, right? It's not the same as Jesus speaking to the crowds uh, right. on the Mount of Beatitudes. Um, right. And... That's an important distinction. It's not to say like, you know, because it's not the same as being in person, it's no good at all. Right. Um, it is It is very good. And I've seen already in this in this COVID period where I've been forced to use it. Right. Um, that like it's, it, it's, it's a very good thing. But and it's it, got a lot of potential. Right. And kind of what I hear you saying is that great example of, we're texting back and forth and I shoot back a no or whatever, or like 
And it's like, oh, did that come across this way? Did it come across that way? Like, we just yeah. don't know when it comes to yeah. 140 characters, when it comes to one picture that's been doctored up and edited nine mm -hmm. different times to make it look like the best life ever, you know, like whatever the case is, right? It's not necessarily that when we hear those stories and it's like, and they looked into the eyes of Jesus and saw, like, he saw compassion for that person, mm -hmm. that he, like, literally, like stared into their soul <laughs> like yeah. and, and so and you can't do that with like a, a heart emoji or something <laughs> not yet did i say that I'm right sure yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> emoticon isn't that the <laughs> the older name for it so i guess <clears throat> one question before i have a game for us to play okay i think our listeners are going to be excited about this um, i'm excited but um I think it does bring up, though, that balance even for the church of, I'll be honest, I saw most churches <laughs> move out of last century into the current one with this <laughs> pandemic because yeah. they had to. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? Like, for a lot of people, and people will say, we've heard it, both of us have heard it, well, if we don't live stream, then people will be forced to come back, right, in person. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think those people were necessarily coming back either way. Maybe that's a pessimistic side of me, <laughs> right. but I think yeah. it provides an opportunity for us on a weekend where you give a homily or Father Henry does or one of the deacons or whoever, like that it's like we can share the gospel message. Mm. Like we have this powerful encounter, this, this song of worship, whatever it is, this message from one of our staff members, Hurricane Laura hit for a, one of us to jump on and be like, we want to pray right now. Yeah. Join us. That was really cool. You're welcome. So, um, it's my idea. <laughs> sort but, of. Um, yeah, I, it was nothing related to me. Um, Marcy combo texted me. So, yeah. um, but like that is like, I'm like, man, we're bringing the charisma to people. Like mm -hmm. if we use it in the proper way and you're right, it's such a fine line. Like it just tips so easily to be like, this was well-intentioned and right. just like tanks. But, uh, yeah, but on the other hand, like you have to go out and meet people where they are, and this is where people are living a huge chunk of their lives. Right, and there's there's a real uh, imperative for that. It, as far as like the mass thing goes, yeah, I, I think like I understand the the way you're framing it, right? You know, you have this this either or like. If, if we keep live streaming, then people will not come back physically to mass. That's, you know, the, the thing that we've heard people say. Right. I think that's the wrong way to frame it, though. Um, because, like, live streaming, watching over a live stream is is not attending mass. And, and it, never, it never was. It's receiving a lot of, like, <laughs> very beautiful things. You're receiving the word of God. You... Uh, it's an occasion, I think, for an immense uh, participation in grace. Right. Spiritual um, communion, things like that. Yeah, knowing that everybody is watching the same thing. It reminds you of being there. But it's not the sacramental reality of, of attending Mass. Correct. And just just like the same distinction I've been trying to make, that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Right. It, it actually means that it's an instrument of uh, God's grace. Right. It, very potentially. Um, but so I think like moving forward, what should be our approach? Like we need to, to understand, okay, 
attending mass is one thing and our social media and even our live streaming of homilies and stuff like that, that's a different, there's a different purpose in mind there. That's, that's meant to go out beyond. Right. Um, and to make us famous. Yes. <laughs> it's meant to plug this podcast <laughs> so that we you've become... never plugged. I, I'm kind of ticked. <laughs> I run the live stream. I've never even heard you acknowledge first off the prodigal and second off. I've never even heard you acknowledge. Do you know how many times you could have been like, oh, good podcast. You guys could for listen instance. to like for instance. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. Anyway, go ahead, but finish uh, on that thought. Cause it was yeah. profound. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. Actually, I should mention it more. Um, so like I've, I've been contacted and I mean, I, I only see like the tip of the iceberg in terms of the responses we get from stuff, but I've already been contacted by so many people, whether they're within our city or they're like connected with St. Anne in some other way, or they just heard about us or stumbled across and have like God's grace has reached them through that, through that live stream. Yeah. Like I've heard, (laughs) I've been in correspondence with certain people who are who are coming to conversion yeah like they're hearing the good news of jesus christ for the first time or almost for the first time right through our live stream that is not nothing that's a really important thing yeah but to say like well you know you have mass or you could watch mass at home and that's that's right. that's a different right that that's different you, you see what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah and i just of course want to caveat this like there's I'm not saying anything like in the current pandemic, if you are vulnerable yeah, no, no, or no, we're whatever, that. that, you know, you're getting second best no, and yeah, yeah. that you should just man up and come to math. That's not what I'm saying at all. Right. I'm just saying like the way we treat this mm-hmm. with, with a like looking ahead strategy, right. that's, you have, you have to realize what it is and what we're trying to do with it. Yeah. And, um, like the ability <laughs> I, I can only speak so loud in person. Right. Um, but when you have social media, like that message, which is not my message and not yours, it's that of Jesus Christ, like that can go out to the ends of the earth. And that's right. that's Acts of the Apostles stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pro, but I, I also, you know, kind of yeah. wish people would take a sledgehammer to their phone yeah. and just get off it entirely. And let me just say this before we go into the game. You ever get into an argument on social media, just stop, say, can we talk? Can we meet? Non-pandemic time, obviously, like, you know, meeting in person, whenever. Like, I've learned from personal experience of mistakes and all of that, like, talk it out face-to-face where you can actually see each other's expressions, emotions. We can't get to the bottom of all of it and express it properly in words through comments. So, yeah. Okay. So here's the game. I thought about this. I was, uh, I was in my house today and I don't know, Fran was singing some frozen song or whatever. And it made me think of that time that you confused, um, the main character of frozen. You called her Ella during one of the first communions. And I thought, man, we're talking about social media. We're talking about, you know, just media, right? Media, TV, Disney, all these things. I was like, man, I wonder how much he knows about children's movies, which is probably not a lot, but I just thought it would be a fun game for our listeners. Are you up for it? I'm up for it. Okay, good. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to name 
a children's movie. I got four of these, okay? Mm-hmm. Four children's movies. And what I want you to do, you have you can't say, "Oh, I don't know." All right? First rule, can't say I don't know. You have to describe the plot line from the title of what you think like it would be about. Mm-hmm. If you know it, great, say the actual plot line. If you don't share about um you know, what your thoughts are based off of this title. Three are Disney movies. One is a non-Disney movie. So one's a dream work. So okay. that's a, just not Disney. Another <laughs> Focus company. on that. Yeah. So we'll start off fairly easy, which you probably won't know either. So I love it. Okay. Frozen. It's about a princess who lives in an ice world and... There's a prince involved, and uh, the most important part of the movie is her singing Let It Go, (laughs) and I think I would imagine at some point the ice world thaws, and that's an important, like, metaphor for... I don't know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know that there's a moose... (laughs) Reindeer, but close. Okay, so here it is. Frozen. When their kingdom becomes trapped in a perpetual winter, fearless Anna, princess, joins forces with a mountaineer, Kristoff, and his reindeer, Sven, sidekick, to find Anna, the queen. Okay. Um, Wait, Anna is the princess and the queen? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Anna's sister, Elsa, the queen. Um, Ella. (laughs) aka Ella (laughs) and break her icy spell although this epic journey leads them to encounters with trolls a comedic snowman um, named Olaf um, Mm -hmm. harsh conditions and suspense at every turn Anna and Kristoff bravely push onward in a race to save their kingdom from a winter's cold grip I think I got that right I I think that's close I I think like honestly I can't believe I'm saying it but I'll I'll give you I'll, I'll give you a cheer on that one. Okay? Yeah. All right. All right. Next one. Here we go. Just from the name. Just from the name. I think you're gonna get this one, but I I kind of felt bad for you. Like I had to like softball toss up one okay. at least that I was like he's probably heard of this movie, but The Incredibles. <laughs> yes. This was like the easy one. I thought it's a family of superheroes. Uh, who are retired from superheroing. The parents are retired, and then they find out that their kids have abilities too. And some stuff goes wrong. I think the parents have to save the kids, or maybe the kids have to save the parents. And there's an evil genius involved, and the family comes together through defeating the evil genius. Yeah, I'll I'll give that. I'll give that for sure. Um, not, not every, you know, little, little twist, but so married superheroes, Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl are forced to assume mundane lives as Bob and Helen Parr after their super powered activities have been banned by the government. Oh, okay. So while Mr. Incredible loves his wife and kids, he longs to return to a life of adventure. Um, and he gets a chance when summoned to an island to battle an out-of-control robot. Soon, Mr. Incredible, though, becomes in trouble, and it's up to his family to save him. 
uh, the whole family. To yeah, but then the, then Elastigirl gets trapped and ended up the kids, you know. So you had a you had a lot. Was, there's like a there's a that one. roller coaster or something in there, right? A like roller a, coaster? Yeah, I've, I've seen it before a long time ago. <laughs> like there's a, no, it's like a tram that goes into the sure into the the volcano mountain where that. Oh yeah, yeah. I can uh, maybe. I don't know. Some Disney person is like, no, they're getting it all wrong <laughs> right now. <laughs> anyway, okay. Two left. Okay. You're doing good. You're I'm, two for two. I'm two you're, for two. You're batting a thousand. <laughs> and I've already passed this pass fail test. Ah. <laughs> Coco. Um. This is a Disney movie. It's called Coco. <laughs> so I know you said I can't say this, but I have no clue. <laughs> um, it's about an island. Okay. Kind of thinking coconut trees and stuff. Seems like an island-appropriate right. name. I like where you're going. Um, and on that island, there are various creatures. Okay. Some of them are human. All right. I'm not going to tell you yes not. or no. You have to tell the plot, and then I'll tell you I'm, yes I'm working no. this out. You're uh, no, I've you're got <laughs> just unpacking the name. Um. And there is a bad thing that happens. <laughs> I'm just... And everybody has to band together. Is there a volcano involved or like sea monsters? Okay, ready? Despite his family's generations of banning of music, young Miguel dreams of becoming an accomplished musician like oh. his idol, Ernesto de la Cruz. Despite, uh, excuse me, desperate to prove his talent, Miguel finds himself in the stunning and colorful land of the dead. After meeting a charming trickster named Hector, the two friends embark on an extraordinary journey to unlock the real story behind Miguel's family history. Oh, okay. So it's a family movie. Like well, no, no. It's about discovering yourself. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, isn't yeah. every movie Disney well, movie about bit, discovering like, yourself? Like, besides Old Yeller, where he has to shoot his dog. Well, like, <laughs> drag Old Yeller into this. It was one of my favorite movies. That's I'm why saying, I'm so messed up. Oh, oh okay. Bambi it's, and Old Yeller. I watched as a kid. What was wrong with me? <laughs> anyway, go uh, ahead. Yeah, I I was going more on the like, um, like the Frozen track. You know. I'm sure that they're discovering themselves, but they're doing so by like saving this kingdom right. from being ice world. I was thinking that this island was in I, danger. Yeah, yeah. I liked where you're going, but it was like really. It is about an island, though. Uh, I mean, like a person on an island. No, like he goes to the land of the dead. Oh. Like, like you in Mexico. Yeah, like like, like the Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's like awesome. You got to watch it. I like it a lot. Okay. Okay. Last one. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> You're batting two for three. <laughs> that was all. That so, was like you hit two out of the park, and then you just like. And then they brought in the left-handed reliever. <laughs> you swung with all your might, and you didn't just miss. Like the bat went flying, and you landed on one knee, and you slightly injured your hip on that swing. Like yeah. that's what that was. Okay. Last one. Um, non-Disney movie. Minions. Yes. I know this. I do know this. I just can't think of the movie. It's a spin-off from another movie. 
And if I give you the other movie, will it help? Steve Carell's the voice of one of the people in Despicable Me. Despicable Me. That's it. Okay. So okay. What is so minions. So in Despicable Me and Despicable Me Two, I assume. And three. and three, okay. Um, the evil genius character Steve Carell has these little yellow minions, and they got their own spinoff movie because they were delightful. Um, and in their movie, <laughs> I have no clue. Um, in their movie, uh, the the world is under threat. From the alien, because they're actually aliens, and so like, but they, because they've been living on Earth and stuff, they they like it here, and so they sort of turn on their own alien people right? who are trying to invade, Yeah, and they actually end up like hilariously and uh, clumsily saving the whole world. I'll give you like a half point for that. So evolving from single-celled yellow organisms at the dawn of time, minions lived to serve, but found themselves working for continual series of unsuccessful masters from T-Rex to Napoleon. So it's kind of the origin story. Okay. I got the the origin origin wrong, but there was... Yes. Yeah. You were were on track. I was tracking just here right not there so but without a master to grovel to the minions fall into a deep depression but Mm. one minion kevin has a plan accompanied by his pals Stuart, bob and bob kevin sets forth to find a new evil boss for his brethren to follow the the search leads them to scarlet the world's first ever super villainous and so they all like, lived happily ever yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they meet Groot, Steve Carell's character, Groot. Groot? Yeah. He's named Groot? Yeah. Like from... Uh, Isn't it? Like, what's that Avengers movie with uh, the, the Groot tree? Um, Maybe it's not Groot. What, Isn't it Groot? What is that? I've seen that movie before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you know talking, what I'm talking about. You're talking about the one with um, Chris Pratt. Yeah, that yeah one. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, right. Yeah, yeah. What's his name, Steve? I'm going to look this up. Steve Carell. Yeah. Uh, two R's, two, two L's. Yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I, I thought his name is Groot, but... I have see. no idea. Steve Carell is American. I mean, actor. honestly, you could have asked me the plot. Groot. Groot. G-R-U. Okay. Just trying to Look, make sure everything's I, yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Grew, not Groot. Grew. Yeah. There you go. You could have given me the plot of like Aladdin or something, and yeah, I would have I mean, got it sort of right. You wouldn't have known Aladdin? Not the full plot. I almost did. What also like made me come up in my head was like, because Mulan, the live action Mulan is like yeah. coming out um, mm-hmm. on Disney Plus premiere which means you've already subscribed to disney plus there's another you have to like pay (laughs) to be able to see it but anyway um i almost was like oh i could give them like initially i was like mulan aladdin beauty and the bees i'm like no he wouldn't know those Uh, i mean (laughs) i've seen those when i was a kid and so like i i remember images from and characters from Aladdin so and you know, stuff. You know eleven like, languages, right? <laughs> eleven or twelve or something. 11. 
11 languages you know and you can't pull off like aladdin or mulan well like what is aladdin trying to prove the whole time like jafar or something he's the bad guy i'm not i can't even talk about like, this right i remember now. the I'm magic so carpet ride oh i remember God. princess jasmine i remember the diamond in the rough thing where like there's that sphinx that comes out of the the sand and he's got to go quest in there but i don't know what he was trying to do like well, the, he was the actual like, plot he was like a riffraff and right. like from rags to riches yeah from rags to riches and like tried thought by oh genie right yes shack no that's a different movie oh that was shazam <laughs> All right, we've gone downhill. We're at, we're, at, we're, we're way over we're spiraling. We're way over time. So I'd like to thank everybody who uh, listens to this podcast. We we love doing it. I uh, hope you enjoyed that little bit. And make sure to uh, I don't know, be prudent on your social media, people. Right? Yeah, for sure. Be prudent. So we're praying for you guys. So on behalf of uh, Joey Scansell and Father Paul Bechter, want to say take care and God bless.